0: I am Kim Crawl, and I am reporting to you not live from my closet. I totally just forgot how I opened crawl space. I was like, Hey, it's Kim Crawl, and I'm recording crawl space now for you. Hello. And I was like, Jesus, what do I say? How my brain is all over the place. Um, hi guys. Hi, how are we? How are we? I am, uh, I am, I'm, I'm doing some I have a bunch of topics that I have written down that I want to talk about and I'm doing like recording back to back episodes so I can keep up because the next few weeks are going to be a little fantastic schedule wise. So I just want to make sure that I'm getting all my crawl spacing in. I did talk about, uh, so last week, now you're listening, you're listening to this week and last week I talked about that weird moment where I, you know, I was thinking about if my waxer notices, if my anus Pulsates. Sorry, I don't want to bring the awkward to it more than it already is, but I I wrote down some more weird, embarrassing things that happened to me at the waxer nail place. So this this place that waxes and does my nails is a hole in the wall in Glendale. And it's wonderful. And I'm not, I want to promote her business, but I also don't want people to know where I go to. It's privacy, right? It's a privacy issue. So I'm not, maybe I've already told you, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm never telling anybody this. And then people are like, you've told us this like four times. I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, I guess past Kim was much more open than current Kim, but current Kim is like a little bit of whatever. But so I love this woman. This woman has been waxing my vagina for like 10 years. I want to say I don't think I, I know. My vagina has never known somebody that long, besides me, right? Um, And and like, she's she's a wonderful lady. It's just it's like a hole in the wall. So I I started getting my hair cut cut by this woman and another woman in I think it's also North. I think it's in North Hollywood. Um, and when I walked in the first day, I was recommended by a friend and I walked in the first day and this is a super sketchy hole in the wall place. And I was like, this is either going to be a really sketchy fucking place or it's going to be uh, my waxer situation. Right. Where it's kind of sketchy. It's like a nail place. There's some questionable things, you know, why? Like, like, you know, I know she doesn't use the same stick every time, but it looks like she gets it ready when you, before you get there. So you're like, how many times have you used that stick? But I who've waxed myself before know that there's no way to get a clean stick after you've used the stick. Anyway, so I'm so weird there all the time. One time I told her, her name's Stacy. I was like, Stacy, you are the longest relationship this vagina has ever had. And she just looked at me and I was like, we've, we've known each other a while. And she kind of laughed, but it was like, I just say weird shit. Sometimes I leave and I'm like, thank you everyone. This was quite the pleasant experience. I'm so awkward. Like I just, and I've learned in my life, I've learned the older I'm getting and the more I'm around other humans, the more I'm like, and the more I talk to other humans, they're like, no, you don't. I mean, sometimes it's like blatant, like Jesus, that was awkward. But like most people are like, no, I don't think you're as uncomfortable as you think you are. Or no, I don't think like that was actually pretty smooth. You know what I mean? Like, like when I hosted my first virtual event a couple of weeks ago, the, the broad who was co-hosting, I like fucked up a bunch. Right. And I, every time when they went away, like the people went away to do their like puzzles, I was like, Oh my God, is it going horribly? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, I messed up here and here. And she goes, I had no idea you were awesome. Right. And like, it's just so funny. So like most of the time when I'm like, I feel so awkward, what do I normally do with my hands? A lot of people are like, you don't seem that awkward at all. People who really know me or are listening to this, they're like, bitch, you're awkward. But people who don't know me that well, I don't think think, but this moment that happened, and I don't think this is fully my fault. I don't know why this woman would do this after not the waxer, but there's another woman that is there and she doesn't do my nail. I, I've, I don't know this other, this, the woman who normally does my nails or who has been doing my nails the last couple of weeks or months, um, she was gone. So this dude did them and he, they look fabulous. And I'm like, I want him to do them next time. Cause like they just, they look like, like flawless. And I, you know, like, I don't know. It's always that awkward. Like Stacy waxed my vagina for a long time and she was out of town once. And one of her coworkers, when I needed it, her coworker was like, yeah, you can just come in and I'll wax it. And it was painless and perfect. But I was like, Stacy's been waxing my vagina for so long. I can't break up with her. I can't break up with her too, for someone that works with her. Right. It's like breaking up with your boyfriend and then dating his brother and being like, this is more compatible. You'll get over it. Right. And I'm sure I and mean, that, that. That happens all the time, but no one gets over it. And that's what I think that's like. So it's like, how am I going to break up with this nail lady? Cause this nail dude is so good anyway. So this one lady who I know, cause she works there. So we see each other every single time and she's so nice. And we always say hi. And we're like, how are you? You know, she's so nice. I don't know why she did this. And I don't know why I responded the way I did. So picture this. I'm done, right? My nails are done. I'm in flip-flops because they did my toes. My vagina's waxed. There's no one in there. Like it's since the pandemic, like they've been a little, uh, they've been slower, right? Like they're, and they, and they've been, they just haven't been as busy. And I think a lot of places are that way. Right. It just, it used to be like nonstop. And like after six, you know, I mean, it's, it's fine. She's going to be fine business wise, but like, it's, it used to be like insanity in there. And so no one's in there cause it's almost the end of the day. Right. And this woman, uh, her name is also Kim. And so she's always like, Kim, you're Kim. I'm Kim. And then they laugh and then she laughs and I like never know what to say. I'm like, yeah, we've already established we have the same name. And I don't think that's that weird. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, Hey, we have the same name. And then you move on. Right. But it's been like years that every time I go in, she's like, we're both Kim. And I'm like, yeah, we've already done this, but we can keep doing it. I mean, we've been doing it for so long. I, it'd be weird if you didn't get excited when you saw me again, but I like, don't know how to respond with like, other than, yeah, we both have like, ha, yeah, we do. It's great. Our names are the same. So for some reason, Kim, the other Kim decided the other day that she would after. So I stand up now. She's seen me stand up a trillion times, right? I've been going to them once a month for 10 years. You do the math. She's seen me stand up a trillion times. So she knows how tall I am. She knows I'm tall, right? And I get, people make comments about that everywhere I go all the time, right? And she knows I'm tall. So I stand up and she goes, she grabs me. I don't know why she grabbed me, but she like Grab me, like she wanted to hug me, but she was trying to show like she's a lot shorter than me. So she was trying to like be like, Look, you're really tall and I'm really short. But I didn't know what she was doing, so I just hugged her, like way too hugged. Like, I mean, I like hugged her, and I'm like, Oh, we weren't hugging, okay. Um, and she's like, No, I just wanted to show you you're so much shorter. And then she buries her head in my armpit and it's like, look, I come up to your armpit and I'm like, yeah, what's happening? Why are you touching me so much? She's never, by the way, she's never touched me. The only person, the only time they've touched me is like, like the waxer waxes my vagina. So she's touching that quite a bit. Right. And then my hands and feet, cause they're, you know, painting them. Right. But no one's, I've been going there for a decade, maybe more. No one's ever hugged me. There's never been, there's just, it's very strictly professional. You just touch the parts of me that you're, you know, getting rid of the hair or you're painting. Right. It's a weird way to put it, but she, so then I, I, so the whole thing's really weird. So she has her her head in my armpit and she's like laughing about how much taller I am than her. And I'm like, ha Yep. I don't know what to do. So then I like tried to pull away and then she grabbed me more and then went in for another hug. So it was like the hug I gave her initially, only it was the second time. So now we're just hugging. And then I'm like, so then I pull away. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I like quickly try to turn away Make the whole thing stop, thinking like, I'll just go pay now. Can we please stop whatever is happening? And then she grabs me again, and now she's like prom style holding me. So I'm got my back to her and she's holding me like she's spooning me, but you know, she's like five-one. So she's just and she's weirdly strong. So she's holding me, and I can't get loose. And I don't know why I'm not just succumbing to the whole thing and just being like, whatever. But I like trying to get away from this woman, and she holds me and then she. She let's go, but then she's standing on my flip-flop. So she like kind of pushes me off and then my flip-flop comes flying off. I have no idea how to, this didn't fuck up my toenails. My flip-flop comes flying off and it like cuts my foot and I'm like, ow! And I yell, ow! And now she's laughing and pointing at my foot. That hurts really bad. And no one else, by the way, there's people there who are either kind of watching, like they don't really know what's happening or they're just completely ignoring it. Like we're both doing nothing bizarre. It's this loud, chaotic. And now she's pointing at my foot and she's laughing super hard about, it. I'm like, how ah, that actually really hurt. Can you help me get my shoe back on? Cause now it's like all, oh, and so she gets my shoe back on. Cause you know, they put, they help you put your shoes back on after they, cause I, whatever, if you've gotten your nails done, you know what I'm talking about. And so then I'm like, okay, great, cool. So I'm like, and then I'm limping out of there because she legit hurt my foot. So I'm like limping out of there. And then I had also like stubbed my baby toe on the other foot on something. And my, the woman who, and by the way, this woman that hugged me a bunch doesn't do any of my stuff. I have a woman named Wendy who does my toes and she's an angel. I have ingrown toenails on one foot and sometimes the other. And I've had, that's why I started getting pedicures because it helped the ingrown toenail, right? And I have to get them consistently because I'm always on my feet, right? Like everything I do, I'm standing. And so I started getting them. And like most pedicurists don't know how to either A, get it out right every time. So sometimes it hurts like the whole month or whenever the next time I go get it or it hurts so bad while they're pulling it out. And now this woman, Wendy, I don't know what the fuck what witchery this broad has, but I don't feel it. I don't have any of it. And if I do feel it, like a couple of months ago, she didn't get it. And I came in and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, we didn't get it the last time. So it's really painful. And she goes, first of all, don't ever not come in. Like if it's hurting, like, you know, after you've been in here, just come in here and I'll help you. Like, don't go through your next cycle before you get your nails done, come back in. And she goes, and then she got it and it was perfect. And she's an angel. So my other foot, I had stubbed it, my baby toe on something and it really hurt. And she's like, oh yeah, you have like a big scab on the top of your baby toe. And I'm like, I don't know, I... I am a clumsy broad. I have bruises all over my body that I run into furniture that has been in the exact same spot in my apartment for years. I run into it, right? I don't know why or how, and I get really mad every time. But so I did something to my bottom of my foot. So I'm limping out of there now, really limping because my one foot that she, like i hurt so bad when she like grabbed me and we did the prom picture. It was so weird. And am I the only one that goes through weird things like this. Like I'll tell these stories to people and they're like, like Ken, my old radio host, I tell this story and he'd be like, I don't know why people feel comfortable doing that stuff to you. Cause that never happens to me. I don't either. And the only thing I can imagine is that I'm really nice and I've got really big eyes. So it makes me look even more friendly. Like I don't have a poker face. So I'm smiling a lot with my eyes. You know what I mean? I think I look like a Disney princess and like a cartoon princess. And I think that's why people think it's safe to just Grab me. I don't know why it was one of the most, I like sat in my car, like quietly for like seven minutes trying to be like, Kim, that wasn't you. There is a lot of awkward shit that goes on in my life. That is a hundred percent my fault. A hundred percent. Like I will s- ask a question that goes too far, you know, like I'll, I just a hundred percent, I'll make it awkward. But then there's some stuff that I'm like, I didn't, I just stood up and I was just tall. And then she kept hugging me and it was so, Oh my God, it was so uncomfortable. And then it reminded me cause my foot hurts so bad. And I was like, Oh my God, now there's just a bruise and it's fine. But Oh my God, it hurt so my freshman year of college, freshman year of college, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story, this story, I didn't know what to do. So my freshman year of college, I live on this dorm floor. Right. Um, and I am cool for the first time in my life. Right. It's like very early on. I'm, you know, I'm cute. Like in high school, I'd started to kind of grow into myself and started to get kind of cute, but like the damage had been done, right? Like I'd already, I mean, I had taken my teeth out I put them on my head, you know, I ran around like a crazy person, you know, I, I peed my pants a bunch like that. I was weird. And the damage had been done. Like I could have like developed into like Angelina Jolie and people in my high school still would have been like, it just, I just, I was all whatever. So I got to college and for the first couple of weeks I was cool. Like, so there was this girl named Courtney who lived at the end of the hallway and she, uh, she, uh, never wore shoes anywhere. I definitely told you about this girl. Cause I, I didn't want to wear shoes, but I was like painfully embarrassed about my long toes. So I would wear socks when she would go barefoot. So we would go places and I would wear socks and she'd wear, and sh- I mean, I went through so many socks cause I was so embarrassed about my feet, but I wanted to be cool with Courtney and not wear shoes. And, uh, and I will say that I, uh, my, my roommate Kim at the time, her name was also Kim, obviously. Um, there's multiple Kim's in this podcast story. So, so weird. Um, I've never done that, but she got us matching toe socks. This is months later after I wasn't cool anymore and it was very clear I was not cool. So I'll go back to the foot story with Courtney in a little bit, but I want to tell you how I got over my long toes and being embarrassed about my long toes. And I think I told this early on in the the pod, like years ago in the podcast, but here we are again. Um, I guess I'm repeating some stories and I'm like, well, it'll work out. Uh, maybe some of you are like me and you don't remember everything. Like I can rewatch TV, the same show over and over again. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot that happened. So she got us matching toe socks. And if you don't know what toe socks are, they're the socks that like wrap around each of your toes. So they're like finger socks. So they're like gloves for your toes. So they, whatever. And so I was like, I'm going to wear these out. Everybody was on our floor, right? Our floor was super pot, like super close. Like we were good friends, everybody on our floor, right? For the most part, we were all pretty good friends. So everyone's hanging out on the floor, which is the hallway basically, right? Um, where our dorms are. And so everyone's hanging out and I'm like, I'm going to walk out with my toes showing with these toe socks. That'll be like a good, like proved to myself that it's not that big of a deal. My roommate Kim was like, yeah, you're going to go out there and no one's even going to notice. And it's going to show you that like, no one gives a fuck about your, your, your supposed long toes. Like she was like, I've had many people be like, you've great. Like I've pretty feet. They're just long. Right. And I was just really insecure about them. There's a lot of pictures of them on the internet. If you're interested, it was a weird, weird, weird thing to say, but it's the truth. So I really think I should start selling them. Anyway, that's a whole other, that's a whole other story. My roommate Kim was like, Yeah, you're gonna see how much no one gives a fuck. Just walk out there. So I was like, Okay. So I walk out there, and I'm sure it wasn't this loud and this quiet all at once, but like my memory is it was like the most humiliating. And it was. I walk out, and this guy, Jeremy, who was a dear friend for years, I haven't talked to him in a long time. I hope he's doing well, but you know how time and life goes you grow apart, you don't see each other, but he was a good friend of mine for years. I walk out and he stops everything. And they used to call me tweakers. Um, uh, not cause I did drugs, but I was just really jumpy. Right. And uh, I was just jumpy. So my nickname was tweakers Or also DD gets out to my laboratory. Um, cause I was tall and loud and blonde, you know, the DD Dexter's laboratory, the big sister who's um, running around in pink. And I also looked like I would just wear pink everywhere. It doesn't matter. So they call me that. And then another guy called me Twiggy, which is a much nicer nickname. Cause he said I look like the 1960s supermodel Twiggy, but they mostly call me tweakers. So I walked out into the hallway and Jeremy goes, "Holy shit, everyone, look at Tweaker's fucking toes. They're so fucking long and creepy. Ooh, look at those toes." And then everyone stopped what they were doing and then they all looked at my toes and then they all pointed and laughed. Now, I'm sure that is not exactly how it went down cuz my memory is like 40 college students pointing and hysterically laughing, but it was close to that. But the 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 wonderful thing about that was afterwards, it was like, I couldn't get any more embarrassing than that. Like th- that's peak embarrassment. If you're embarrassed about your toes, like a whole room of your peers pointing and laughing at your long, creepy toes. It was, it was great. Anyway. So first couple of weeks of college, I was cool. Right. So I hung out with this girl, Courtney, um, quickly they found out I was not cool. Cause I didn't know how to drink. I didn't know how to like, you know, I hung out with like dudes in high school who just buy us beer. And so these guys were like, we're all broke college students and you're not pitching in. And then I realized they needed to pitch in. But by that point, too much stuff had gone down. So I was even if, which I have like a weird deep shame about that I didn't pitch in for the first couple weeks of beer. I drank like two beers out of the like 40 pack because I didn't drink much and I weighed 90 pounds, but still I am looking at myself right now and I'm going, Kim, you can let that go. It's been 20 years. And also, but I think that like, I'm so paranoid of always being that, of being that person. Cause I was that person for like two weeks in college. I didn't know the boys always paid for it in high school. So I was like, why aren't you paying for it now? Whatever. It doesn't matter. We can argue about that all day. I'm just letting you know. That lives rent-free in my head. But so for we hung out with these two dudes, and I've told you about them because one of them was the first love, the first boy I ever loved. His name was Adam, and his roommate's name was Burke. Adam and Burke and Courtney, the four of us would hang out, and they were so cool. They, I mean, I don't know if they were popular in their high schools, but to me, and I was in love with Adam. Like, I think, like Burke and I had a little crush on each other for like the first week or so, but then that went away. But like the moment I saw Adam, like the moment I saw him, like I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. A lot of people, when I talk about it, people are like, "Are you still not?" Of course, I'm over Adam. Of course, I am. It's been twenty years, but like you know, you still have that nostalgia feeling—the first time you ever fell in love—and. Yeah, so we were all in so I was cool, right? And I was doing my damnedest to but I was weird too. I was really fucking weird. So there was only it was only a matter of time before that, you know, the cat was out of the bag that I was a fucking weirdo. Um, uh, but I was doing my damnedest for people to think I was cool, right? I was trying super hard. So one day on our we were out in the hallway, Courtney, Adam and Burke and I, and we were playing soccer. And Courtney and I didn't have our shoes on, like always, because I wanted to be—I wanted her to think I was cool—but I had my socks on because the toe reveal hadn't happened yet. And uh, so we're playing soccer, and the four of us, and it's like—I think it's like Burke and I and Adam and Courtney, or something like—it's uh, two boy, a uh, boy and a girl against a boy and a girl. I don't know. All I know is Courtney and I were uh, playing for the ball together, and she's like super athletic, and I'm currently not, right? so back then way more or less, right? Uh, way more or less. You know what I mean? So we're, we're playing soccer and we go for the ball and I still don't know what the fuck my foot hit. Like what the fuck I kicked? Cause she, I I thought it was both of us kicked each other's foot and she was like, fine. And I swear to God, I broke a bone in my foot. I swear to God, I like crumbled to the ground in pain, but everyone seemed fine. So I limped through that pain for like two weeks pretending it was fine. But when I was alone, I was like, I've never felt this pain. I'm sure I didn't break it. And it wasn't a couple of weeks, but I will. And I didn't. And it's so funny because I was young and I was way more of a people pleaser than, you know, obviously I'm like a recovering people pleaser. But back then I didn't even know what it, people pleaser was I just wanted these people to like me and for some reason I thought if they think I hurt myself they won't like me and you know what I mean like I have no idea where I'm friends with I believe Berg on Facebook I don't know I I haven't looked him up in years. Um, Adam and I have coffee every time I'm in Denver, which is, you know, either every year or every five years, you know, we always have, we always have coffee or lunch and catch up and you know, it's, 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 he's married with kids and, and, uh, yeah, he, he's the perfect first love. He is a, a very sweet man who, uh, it's very happy, but Courtney, I have no idea. I don't even think I picked that broad out of a lineup, but I needed her to like me so bad. And then eventually they didn't like me cause I couldn't, you know, I couldn't hang. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke marijuana. I didn't smoke marijuana. Um, and I found my people. Uh, it was funny. The girl that I became very good friends with, she was new. I think I've told you about this. She, she came on her floor later and she was very, very pretty and all the dudes liked her And Adam, Adam and I were like this on and off unspoken thing. Right. There was this other broad who was really into Adam and she was always throwing herself at her and I still sort of hate her. But uh, I don't. But like I like I can feel being like, remember when she used to get naked and like throw it like she would like get out of the shower and go into Adam's room and then come out and I'd be like, you know, he's mine. Right. That's such a weird, but that's such like a high school, 18 year old, early college, whatever. So this new girl, Amy, comes on, right? And she is she's very pretty and all the boys like her. And Adam is in love with her. He's like, you know, he's like Kim Crawl, who this girl, right? And he and I had such like a, you know, an on and off, you know, dramatic 10 year relationship, right? Just on and just insane. And I've talked about it. If you want to go back in old episodes, I'm not going to, but so we are in our on off period and he was going on and on and how much he liked her. So my fucked up brain was like, And I'm grateful for my fucked up brain because I got one of my best friends in my life. Um, I was like, I'll just become friends with her. I'll tell her that I'm in love with him. And then that would be fucked up of her if she tried to date him, right? That was my manipulative brain. And it, you know, it worked. I mean, first of all, it worked because Amy was like, oh yeah, I'm not interested in him at all. And I was like, all right, well, just so we're... And then years later, you know, of course we've been, you know, she lives on the other side of the country. We try and keep we try and keep in touch. I'm actually wearing a necklace that she got me right after I got COVID really bad. She sent me this this really cute necklace that I wear every day. And when I called her, she was like, I just wanted you to be reminded that people think about you a lot and that you're really loved. Like get friends like that in your life, man. After this, I'm going to actually text Amy. I haven't talked to her in a little bit, but like what she was like, I just, I just thought, I thought of you. And I just thought, you know, I really want you to know that you're thought about and that you're loved. And I wear that necklace because it reminds me of that. Um, I wear this necklace so of course, you know, she, but, and so years later I told her the only reason why I became friends with her is because I wanted to make sure that she didn't date Adam. And she's like, well, oh, you didn't have to do that. Cause I wouldn't have, but also I got one of my best friends and she is, she's the one that I told you about a couple of weeks ago. The, the one that everyone that no one in the acting community liked us. And we, the nine 11 morning, we were like, sweet. And they're like, do you two idiots even know? She and I used to, I think I've told you about the forks. This is the forks girl uh, I love in my life. And I found out years later with these friends that they're like, yeah, you're my only friend that did this shit. And I'm like, really? I, I somehow accumulate or make friends with these, these people, mostly women, which is so rad. I've always been a person that, I love women. And, um, even though I grew up with a man who was pretty misogynistic and to him, everybody was just a secretary, but I love, I've like, you know, I went out in the world and I made these insanely brilliant women friends. Right. And I still, to this day, meet just awesome women and I love it. But I, I, I have this tendency to make friends with not normal but relatively normal people, women, and then like get them on board to doing weird shit. And then years later they're like, Yeah, you're the only person I ever did any of that stuff with. And I'm like, oh yeah, me me too. I, I don't like in junior high, my best friend in junior high, when I met her, this is just an example, and she told me years later, she's like, Yeah, I never did that. So when I met her, uh we known each other since like elementary school. I talked about her a couple of weeks ago, Aspen. And I went over to her house one day and she had this elaborate doll collection out, right? And you guys know we played dolls forever. And it was so funny because she was like, you know, what a normal junior high kid would do is just like pretend it's not hers. She's like, oh, this is like my sister's daughter. This is my niece's. She's like a baby. These aren't mine. And me, the person who's just never really cared if people thought I was weird, except for that time, I think I might have broken my foot in Harrison Hall in Greeley, Colorado. But I just was like, oh man, too bad. And she goes, what, why? And I was like, oh, I love playing with dolls. I'd have some too that are kind of like this. I would totally bring them over here and we could just play together. But since they're not yours, she's like, but they are mine. I'm like, they are? And she's like, yes. So then we started playing with them all the time, right? And years later, she goes, you were the only person because I would make up elaborate things that would happen to our dolls, right? Like our dolls were poor. For a while, my my dad doll didn't have any boy clothes. So I was like, Oh, we're, uh, my dad's going to dress like a girl. My, they were little bears. Hers were Fisher price people. Mine were little bears. I don't know, whatever. Um, and I didn't have any clothes for the dad. So I made up a town called girls town where it was the only, only people in town were uh, that were allowed were women. And if any, unless they were babies, <laughs> so weird. I was like 13. I was like, unless they're like under 10, cause I had a little boy that had boy clothes. So I was like, unless they're under 10, which is so like, I know gender specific and all this stuff for which we're now gender is, you know, fluid and blah, blah, blah. You guys know, I agree with all that, but this was like 1997. So, uh, or 95. So, I like in the boy and girl's town, uh, only girls were allowed to live there unless it was like boys under 10. And then if anyone was male and over 10, they would be murdered. So our dad, so I made her dress her Fisher price dad up in a dress and was like, yeah, so we live in boys town. And then for a while we were poor. So we had to live in these wagons. And then I made up these like um, I had villains, right. Cause I had a little, uh, Jasmine doll and I really like Xena warrior princess, which I found out by a comedian a couple of weeks ago that, uh, that's a super, super lesbian icon and a lot. And, and like, and, uh, she has a joke about it. She's like, oh, I should have known I was bisexual. And I'm like, wait, is that why I loved Xena so much? So I made my Jasmine doll Xena and she would protect our dolls from, uh, the bad guys were our fingers. Now it's just sort of getting off, off track. But like, she's like, and then they would try and kill him every time we played dolls and Zeno would protect him and our dolls would have to hide while Zeno would protect him. And she's like, you're the only person I've ever played dolls with that. It's not just like we go to work and our kids go to school and then mom comes home and makes dinner and dad plays catch in the back, you know, all this like normal American family shit. And I'm like, why didn't grow up in a normal American family? You know, I don't know. So, I uh, back to Amy. So I always have these friends and they're like, oh yeah, I never do any of that weird shit with anybody else. You're the only person I've ever met that we like, you know, make up elaborate lies about who we are and we go to a party and you know, I work, whatever. So Amy, the forks. So we thought it would be funny and it was, I mean, kind of, I thought it was fun. We thought it was funny. We thought it would be funny if we carried around forks in our back pockets and then like would go down to the dining hall and like sit with people to like eat and then pull out our own forks from our back pockets. We just thought it was so fucking funny, man. So we did it all the time and we talked about these forks. And then one day and we actually have, I have pictures of us holding these forks. We were really proud of them and we laughed for hours about it. Like we'd go down to the dining hall and people would be like did you just pull your own fork out of your bike pocket? And we'd be like, sure did. And we thought it was so funny and we did it all the time. So I lived with these, I lived with three women, right? Two in another, and a suite. And then we shared a bathroom and then Kim, right? So the women in the suite, the, our suite mates, um, one day Jenny and Kristen, and they were very, they were very cool and very pretty and very put together. Right. Very, very put together. Jenny and I uh, some of the best times of my life is with that broad too. Um, Uh, And so one day... I, I come, I'm walking up to my dorm room, no big deal, walking to my dorm and Jenny and Kristen are standing outside the door and they tackle me and they pull the forks out of my back pocket and they were plastic. So Jenny breaks them and she's like, these are so stupid. We're tired of the forks. They're so stupid. And she's breaking them in front of me and I'm like, not the forks and I'm yelling and I'm like, and, and, and a little, I mean, jokes on her, Amy and I just went down to the dining hall and then just stole two metal forks cause we were like, oh, we'll solve that. No one can break our forks now. And then I don't know what happened to the forks. I think we just the the novelty of it all just sort of wore off. We used to also, Amy lived so that the next year. So she Amy was like one of my I don't know, I don't know why I started talking about this, but we're off and running. Oh, the soccer playing. So Amy was my first cool friend that knew I was a fucking weirdo and just loved it. Right. She was so cool. She listened to cool music. She danced, boys liked her. She was like a track star, or some shit. She was so cool and so pretty. And, and she knew how fucking weird I am. Right. And she just loved me. Like she was, she's one of my best friends in my life. And, uh, Oh man. And uh, so she set, so she was my first like cool, cool friend. Right. And so a uh, sophomore year I lived off campus and she lived in another dorm, but she lived in like the the apartment dorms where like older people lived, not older, but you know, not freshmen. And they lived at the very top floor or one of the top floors of like a, you know, a 19 story building or some shit. I can't remember how tall, really, really tall. And it's funny to me how memories work, you know, I, I remember these things so vividly. And to me it was like 25 stories up, but it was probably like 10 feet up. It probably, probably 10 stories. You know what I mean? But it's just so funny how our memories uh, rewrite stuff. And you know, like the toe incident, um, Jeremy probably just laughed at it. And then a few people giggled and everyone moved on. But in my brain, my memory is like, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. Whatever that, the carry, right? I think that's where that's from, but it's just so funny how our memories like shape to like tell the narrative we needed to tell, if that makes sense. Like I, you know, I know this and I'm reading this book right now and I'll go back to the 10 story, but I'm reading this book right now. Um, what is it called? You should see someone. And it's a true story. It's a memoir about a therapist who's seeing therapists, a therapist about her own shit, right? And so she's talking about her patients and she's talking about why she's in therapy and she's talking about all this stuff. And <clears throat> and she's, I mean, she started the book off with like, look, I've gotten, you know, I understand the law and the privacy stuff. I've gotten, you know, I, I have the signatures. People have written off that I can share their stories. I've, you know, like how I did my book where it was like, I've, I mean, I didn't ask any of those dudes if I could tell the story, but I changed details that were like identifying, right? So this, this, she talks about memories and she says when, when clients come in, it's interesting because she's like, it's interesting where you'll find like how easy they'll be as a client or not easy, but how, how quick they'll heal. Obviously she says, she says it much more therapy, whatever, but how quick they'll heal and how malleable they are, um, by how they tell their stories, um, there are people who like, you know, like I say this at the beginning of my book, there are two sides of every story, your side, my side and the truth or three sides, your side, my side and the truth. Right. And she says that it's interesting because some people will come in and tell their stories and they're and believe without a shadow of a doubt, there is no other perspective to be had. And those people, of course, are harder to to therapy. Um that's not a verb. But you know what I mean? Harder to counsel, harder to help because they don't believe that there's a possibility that they're missing something, you know. And then she says there's people that come in and that's how how I am where I I know there's different perspectives. I know like how I remember something. Um I talked about last week how I had like a breakdown and I, you know, I was on a Zoom call with a friend and I was out of my mind and I, you know, and she later was like, I had a, I didn't feel good after that call. And I, you know, I, you know, and I, I, I've kind of toyed with talking to her about like, well, I was having a moment, you know, and, and we, the moments passed and we're fine. You know, she set her boundary. I've set my own internal boundary that like, maybe she's not a safe person to have a total spiral out with. Right. But like, I afterwards knew that my perspective and her perspective were going to be different of the situation. And, you know, because of that, it was, we were able to come to like, I'm really sorry that happened. You know, cause she was just like, I just didn't know what to do in her mind. The call was going to be about something else. And I had a completely, I had a spiral. Right. But it's just interesting. And so this woman, this therapist is like, you know, a lot of people think that beyond a shadow of a doubt, this story is exactly how it happened. And there's no possible way that it can, I mean, every story, your side, my side and the truth. And that is, that's a, that's wild to think about. So it's funny when I'm like telling these memories and I'm like, God, I wonder how Amy remembers these, you know, cause we talk about them when we, when we've, you know, we've, we FaceTimed over the pandemic a bunch of times and we've talked on the phone and we text here and there and, you know, we've talked about these funny memories, but like, and you know, we generally have the same memory of them, but it's just funny when you talk to, you know, you reminisce with people and how differently you remember some stuff, but no one's wrong. You know what I mean? So in my head, this building is a hundred stories. Now it's a hundred. It was 25 when we started, but, and so I'm sure it was only 10, but what we would like to do was, this is one of my favorite things. And it's not, I don't know if it's going to make any sense to anybody. And I don't know who came up with this. Um, I was a, I'm a weird human, right? I'm, I'm, I'm weird. Uh, so one of us would go up to the up to the the dorm room and then the other one would sit down in like the courtyard or whatever where students were like studying and walking by and doing like college shit, right? And the one up top would scream out the window as loud as they could. Whoopsie. That's it. They would they would just yell that and then the person down in the courtyard would laugh all by themselves, uncontrollably. And we did this a lot. Like it was like, do you want to play whoopsie? Yes. Do you want to go outside first or should I go outside first? Like it was like an afternoon of fun. Like, and then we would, cause like people of course would stop everything they were doing. Bikes would stop. Studying would stop. And then they would look up at this dorm and then you would yell it again. <laughs> and then there's one person in the courtyard that's crying. They're laughing so hard. Oh man. So the forks. And then there were these two girls who went to my high school. They were they were they were a year younger than me. So when we first so we loved our dorm, right? We loved our dorm, and then we had to move out because we weren't freshmen anymore. So the first couple weeks of our sophomore year, we went back to our dorm and made friends with everybody on our floor, so we could keep hanging out there. I told you about the kid Luke that we shaved his legs and he peed his pants. That's a whole other story. I told you about it like recently um, when he donated his plasma. So we like made friends with all the people. So we made friends with these two girls. I do not remember their names, but I'm pretty sure it's like Kate and Jess maybe, but I think I'm friends with them on Facebook. And why I don't remember their names is because Amy and I called them, quote, our girls. I don't know what they're, again, perspectives are so funny because Amy and I would be wandering around Harrison Hall- Oh God, another thing we used to do. We'll get, I'll tell you that too. So we'd be wandering around Harrison Hall and that'll be a fun way to like wrap it all up because uh, I this, this went off the rails. It always goes off the rails and around 40 minute mark is around the time where I'm like, was this interesting? Is anyone listening? Am I just yelling into the ether? Uh, one day that'll change in my brain. Maybe, I don't know, but... We called them our girls, and so we're wandering around Harrison Hall, and we'd be like, "We should go check. We should go see our girls." And we'd go and knock on these freshmen door, and they were so nice, and so, and I'm, I mean, I'm friends with them on Facebook, right? I think still, so I know that they, you know, they. I think we amused them at best. So Amy was really athletic, like I said, right? And I was gangly and awkward. So one of our favorite things to do in front of people is she'd pick me up and throw me over, like she'd have, she'd throw me on her shoulders, but not where I was like sitting, but I was laying on my side. So my arms and my head would be around one area of her, on one side of her head, and then my legs would be on the other side of her head. And like, she'd be like wearing me like a scarf. And she would do it out of nowhere and I would freak out, but it was like our bit. And so we'd go to their, we'd go to these girls' dorm randomly. It wasn't like we'd call them and be like, we're going to come over and bother you for no reason. And we're older and I don't know. So we go over and we knock on the door they'd answer. I mean, they would answer. So I assume they enjoyed these little weird encounters. And then Amy and I would like perform for them for like 15 minutes. And then Amy would pick me up. I'd scream about her picking me up and then they'd laugh. And then we go about our way. <laughs> and I wonder what their side was like these random older girls come over. And I know we we're only one year older, but when you're that age, 18 and 19 is eons. Right. And now when you're this age, you're like, yeah, we were the same age, but When you're a sophomore and a freshman in college, you're eons apart, right? Because like we've lived on our own now for two years, right? And so, yeah, those girls, I think I'm still friends with them. I need to call Amy. I'll call her tomorrow. I'm making you all a promise. I'm going to call and check on her. She is a, she is one of my favorite humans I've ever met in this life. And it's so funny because this friendship formed all because of a boy and that it happens more than we all know, right? And so... Another, this rounds out the story and then the poop scoop will be about college too. Cause this, this one was, this one was something, but what we also used to like to do is we would link arms in the middle of the night and a shocking number of college kids. I mean, it was Greeley Colorado, but a shocking number of college kids would leave their door unlocked. So we would link arms and skip down the hallway and open everyone's door. Like we'd try every door on the hallway and the ones that were open, we'd open it and then we'd hear what, what the fuck? And then we'd hide and laugh really hard. Right? So we did that one time to Adam and Burke. This was awful and super scary. And then now it's just so funny how dramatic and how I was like, I almost got you guys expelled. And Burke was like, I don't give a fuck. And Adam was like, I'm so sorry. But of course, you know, Adam and I had our like thing, right? And Burke could give two shits. Uh, but we did that to them. I think one too many times. So one night the two of them got super drunk. Now I don't live with Amy. So they did it specifically to me, not to Amy. Once again, Amy was a lot cooler than me. So maybe there was something to do with that. Also Adam and I were in love. So maybe it was something like that, but we were like 18 in love and I hadn't told anybody I had never been in love. All I knew is that this was a whole new feeling and it wasn't going away anytime soon. And then I, over that summer was like, I think I'm in love. Um, so it was like 18 year old, like pull her hair, right? Whatever. So one night Kim and I are sleeping in our dorm room. This is my roommate, Kim. We're sleeping. And all of a sudden we hear Adam and Burke outside of our door, laughing, laughing, laughing. They throw, I think it was a shelf or something at our door. So it's super loud. It wakes both of us up. It scares the fuck out of us. And then we hear him laughing again. And these assholes lit a pop bottle rocket, a pop bottle rocket, lit it and stuck it under our door and, lit a firework and it shot. And I mean, thank God. Thank God. I mean, this was, you know, 19 or 2000. So very different times, way different times. Like now they, you know, they probably wouldn't do that now, but, but I'm mean, thank God they didn't like it, it, like it shot all over our room. And then it went out. It was so fucking scary. It was so scary. And Kim and I just sat there and then we like, sh- we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to do. And I was like, that's Adam and Burke. And so we told our RA who used to get the, biggest cold sores. And look, I I am an advocate of making that normal because if I get really sick or I get really cold, I get a cold sore. Yuck. I know. But like they're super common and we're all super mean about them. But that broad RRA, Lori, used to get, I mean, her whole mouth was a cold sore like but like multiple ones I think about her every time I get one I'm like this poor woman and I don't know if she just didn't know there was like meds for it or if there just weren't meds for it back then but oh man yeah I want to normalize that because i everybody gets them. Most everybody gets them. I know there's like seven of you who don't and you're really bitchy about it. And you're like, I don't get cold sores. Well, congratulations. Most of the world does. And you're all very shameful about it. We're all shameful about it to each other. I've been thinking about this for a long time, the cold sore of thing. So we go to Lori and we tell her and of course that's like they could have they could have really hurt one of us right they could have really like ruined one of our lives like not like like not like oh I got a scar from a but you could have gone in one of our eyeballs you know what I mean and so Lori was like yeah I'm gonna take this all the way to like the fucking is there a dean I don't know she was like I'm gonna get this all the way to the top and we Kim and I were like yeah and then you know I was, uh, I was in love and uh, I was like you know it wasn't pick of a big deal it didn't really shoot in our thing and like I asked him like we like retracted I can't really remember how but I walked in and I told Adam about how it retracted and you know he was really thankful and I told Burke and Burke was like I don't give a fuck we're, we're happy what we did you and Amy they were like you and Amy opened our door in the middle of the night enough times that it warranted us to, s- to shoot a firework and Kim was like I didn't do that and I'm like she didn't do that did you do that to Amy it was a whole it was so dramatic and again, I wonder what everyone else's perspective of that was. I haven't thought about that in years, years. Um, so the poop scoop. <sighs> wow. I went on a fun little trip to me- memory lane. I had a whole bunch of stuff I was going to talk about, but that doesn't always happen, does it? And that's what I'm grateful for this space. We'll do one lucky broad real quick. I'm one lucky broad. I have the space that I can just, I have a lot of words I need to say all the time. I want to talk so much. And I like to just sometimes just talk and just talk and talk and talk. And I have this platform and I have people that I appreciate that you guys show up every week and listen. And I just, it means a lot, especially, you know, in the times, in the times where we were locked down and I was alone in here and, uh, you know, in the times now that my life is really chaotic and I, I'm really overwhelmed and, you know, I'm sad and I'm grieving and, you know, all that stuff. I'm really, I'm, I'm really grateful. I have this and I'm grateful that you all listen every week. Thank you. I know I probably say that a lot, so I don't know if the more you say it, the more ingenuine it sounds, but I, I hope it, I hope it always know I'm grateful for it. Always. Um, yeah. So one lucky broad for you guys. And I have this, this outlet and an audience and it just, it means a lot to me. I am looking at my foot right now and I have a total bruise. That's where this all began from that woman, that nail lady. Who's not even my nail lady who hugged me, put her head in my armpit. It was so uncomfortable. I'm terrified, but I have a bruise from my, my thing. Um, so you ready for your poop scoop? Oh my God. I just farted too. I'm having a, a lot of poop problems lately, guys. I'm not pooping very, like I, I pooped at Disneyland last weekend was the last time I pooped was Wednesday uh, and it's Tuesday right now. So it's been six days or it was five days. Cause I pooped a bunch on Monday and I was like, this can't be, and doctors don't help you. I know. a lot. like, I'm trying everything. If you want to send me something, no, it's like my pants. That sounds weird, but I have long legs and everyone thinks they have the like, they're like, Oh, we have this, like you go to the gap and they're like, we have really long jeans and they show you. And you're like, Oh, those won't be long enough. And they're like, yeah, I think they will be. And you're like, well, I've lived in this, I've occupied this human form for a while now. So I pretty positive. I know what fits it. And they're like, no, trust me. And I'm like, all right. And every time you put them on, you come out and the jean lady goes, huh, they don't fit. And you're like, huh, I know. So you can send me all your poop stuff if you want to help me, you know, figure out how to Control this. Doctors won't help. Haven't helped. I don't know, man. How did I get here? Oh, right. And this is probably right here is the origin story of where I probably started to develop poop problems. So when I was a freshman, like I said, there was two. We had a suite, and it was like two rooms that were shared, connected by a bathroom. My suite mates, the one who, uh, the ones who tackled me for the forks they were very well put together. Like I said, they were very classy, very well put together. Not that Kim wasn't, but like they, they just were, Kim was a little bit more understanding in moments like these. So I come home from school or from class one day and the two of them are in our dorm. Like they crossed over from the bathroom. They're sitting in our dorm and they're waiting. And they were like, look, we understand that everybody poops. We get it. By the way, this is like eight months into the year too. Like we'd lived, we lived in this place. Like we all knew each other. We all cried and yelled and fought. Like I lived here. So it's not like it's like two weeks in, it was like, like months in, like six, eight months in, right? I don't know how long school year is, but a while in, right? And they're like, look, we know everybody poops. We know it's normal. And I was like, and it was just me. I was like, okay. And they're like, but if you're going to poop while everyone is gone, you need to like and you're going to like stink up with the whole place. You're going to need to like light a match or like air out the room. Like don't take a big shit and then lock all the doors and windows and leave. That's rude. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, why are you telling me this? They're like, cause you did that earlier. And I was like, oh no, I didn't. And they're like, yeah, it had to have been you. Cause we're both in class. And so is other Kim. All of us are in class except you. And I was like, oh yeah, it hundred percent was me. And they're like, well, how do you know? And I was like, oh, I a hundred percent know. Cause I've never pooped here. <laughs> they were like, ever. And I was like, never, not once. I do not poop here. <laughs> it's my home. And they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I hold it for three or four days. And then I just go down to the target down the street and I poop there. And they were like, what? And we found out later that I had a bunch of like plugging toilet, like traumas that my dad would like super embarrass me about. So I was just terrified of like plugging this toilet and like being embarrassed in front of these new women that I lived with and not them not liking me. Like it's sad, but it was like, I literally was like, so it's way better if you plug the toilet at target. Cause you can just shit, plug the toilet and then walk out like nothing happened. You don't have to claim it. Right. But if it's in your house, this everyone there is like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you're like, I totally did it. So I was like, no, I don't poop here. And they were like, what? And then they were very sweet about it. Cause I explained why. And they were like, Kim, that's, that's bad. So they like bought a candle or something. They got some air freshener and they like got like stuff to like, they were like, but start pooping here. It was very sweet. I started pooping there, but the shitty thing is no pun intended. I always say that while I'm telling Putin. no, the shitty thing is, is one of them started dating one of the dudes on our hall, right on our floor. Um, and so they started dating and they are seriously dating. And so she tells him, she's like, yeah, Kim tall Kim is what they called me. Short Kim and tall Kim. Tall Kim, uh, doesn't poop in our dorm. She poops at target. She like waits three or four days and then shits at target and then he told everybody like, you know, Jeremy who pointed at my toes, like he told everybody, I tell you, I see these guys now. I haven't seen them in a couple of years, obviously COVID and shit, but like, years, decades later, almost two decades later, I'll see these guys and they'll still ask me how target is. And I'm like, guys, I now shit in my own toilet. Like I pooped in the toilet that year. Like I like, but I was so horrified that yeah. So I used to, and I'm sure that fucked up my system that I would just hold it until I had time to go to target. And then I blow out to our targets toilet. <laughs> oh, college. Um, yeah. Send me your poop scoops. Any poop scoops. He I didn't even poop my pants there. It's just a weird poop story. Like, you know, the poop knife, there's like a guy that like his family had a knife that they used to hang on the back door. Look it up. by, you know, the back door, my best friend, Katie, I think she had that guy in one of her nursing classes. Cause they were talking about it. And I like, then I heard it somewhere else. And I was like, I think Katie met that guy. Like everyone was talking about the, like something in their house. And he's like, well, you know, the poop knife. People are like, what? I'm just going to tell it to you now because we have some time. Uh, The poop knife. And he's like, what do you you mean the poop? Everyone's like, what's the poop knife? And he goes, you guys didn't have the knife that you would hang on the bathroom door every time your poop was too big to go down the toilet. You just pick up the poop knife and then you'd chop up your poop so it would go down the toilet. And everyone in the room was like, no, no one did that. And this guy grew up thinking that this was just in every household. We all have that shit though, that we grew up with thinking it was just like a normal thing. And then he went out in the world and you're like, wait, not everybody does that. Right. And this kid had this poop knife and oh man. So, you know, mine was, I, I, uh, I pooped a target and I, so we, uh, so you don't have to, the poop scoop when I'm saying, It doesn't have to be like a colossally embarrassing shit in your pants outside the improv before you're going to go tell jokes type of story. It can just be like, you know, in college, I went and pooped at Target to avoid plugging my toilet because I wanted all those people to like me and no one likes someone who plugs a toilet. Um, So please send me your poop scoops. I know there's at least 10 of you that listen to this every week and go, I have a story and you keep thinking about sending me a story, but you don't. And I want to know why now you can email it. You can write it out or you can do a little voice memo and just send it to me like this and I'll play it and it'll be awesome. Make my day. And then I'll read them on TikTok. But once again, if you don't want to use your name, I won't use your name. Unless at the end of your poop scoop, you very clearly go, I am Kim crawl. If you don't do that, if there's nowhere in there that says you can use my name, I will not use your name. So it can be anonymous. Get it off your chest. All right. That's it guys. Thank you for listening. You know, like I said, I'm one lucky broad that you all show up and listen every week. I, uh, I, I always have this like imposter syndrome, you know, I think that's pretty normal, but imposter syndrome where I like kind of freak out that there's a possibility that maybe these are not interesting at all and I'm just droning on. But then I look at like the people who listen and it's just like, Oh, I, I have a, I, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, the drill, if you haven't already, uh, leave a review and a rate on wherever you're listening to these, it just helps more people listen to the podcast. I'm trying to get more, I'm trying to expand it more and I'm trying to brainstorm on how to do that. If you have ideas, send me an email. Oh yeah. Kim crawlspace at gmail.com K Y M K R A L S B A C E at gmail.com or just hit, um, just hit what is it uh email on instagram it goes straight to there so uh yeah please do that um there's patreon i think i talk about that every week you get bonus episodes early access uh some other special stuff i'm i'm kind of toying around i'm kind of revamping that again for the 19th time um so if you can join that that'd be awesome if you already are a member of that i really appreciate it um i think that's it i think that is it thank you everyone I hope everyone is doing well, staying safe, being super kind to yourself and to others. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.